Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you guys so much for coming back for yet another episode. We, man, this month of December has been amazing. We have had some fire interviews. Thank you guys so much that joined us. You know, we took that little short break, but you guys are just back at it. This is our third week. We are on our third episode and we have another amazing interview. I really think that you guys are going to really, really appreciate this interview. It's something that we haven't had yet on Tuesday with Tamika, but it's been something that has been like in the back of my mind for us to do. And it also has been one of the listener letters that people sent in. So remember, you can send in your questions at Tuesdaywithtamika at gmail.com. And this was one of the things that was requested on how to manage our money. Yes, honey, let's get that money right. Let's get that money right. So I am super excited about this guest that we have coming on. You all know the drill, how we do here at Tuesday with Tamika. We live a life to inspire and not impress. We are turning our trials into treasures and we are lifting as we are climbing. And we can't do none of that. Listen, honey, we can't do none of that if we ain't got ourselves together, right? So one of the main things that we have to do is we have to make sure that our money is right. Our money is right. You know, years ago, I was talking about, you know, being an inspiration and being a light and being, you know, the person that people can come to when they need that, you know, that power source, being somebody that people can plug into. But what I know for sure, that if I ain't got no money to keep my own lights on, come on, somebody, I ain't going to be able to help other people. So I have to make sure that I have everything in alignment. And this year, God has really been talking to me about having everything in alignment. So it's not just the way you look, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just your social media is popping, but it's also what's going on in that bank account. And I believe that our, our uh, guest today is going to teach us and tell us some very valuable tips on how to get our money right and how to have a healthy relationship with money. We ain't going to go into 2021 being hood rich. If y'all don't know what hood rich is, that means where you are looking the part, but your bank account is like, <coughs> your, your bank account got the coronavirus. Your bank account over there is sick. <laughs> We're not going to be doing that in 2021. So let me go ahead and read the wonderful bio of my amazing guest, Miss Melanie Perry. She is a certified financial planner. She has been helping people create sustainable sustainable wealth by making wise decisions for over two decades throughout the through her private par, uh, practice and we're going to jump into that she's going to be able to tell you guys all about that um her her uh, business health management based on the rise of women entrepreneurs and the importance of educating our youth about money so important this is a critical conversation that we are that we are having, excuse me, she, here she teaches purpose, divine entrepreneurs to improve their personal finances by mastering their spending and the spending plan to conquer debt and protect their wealth. Listen, 
I want you guys to make sure that you guys are sharing this podcast out. You guys have been doing an amazing job at sharing, at posting, at as listening and as, you know, text messaging, doing whatever you have to do to share this podcast out. This is one that you want your, no matter the age, you're young, you're old, to be on this podcast and listen. I am going to allow her to further introduce herself. So, hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey, sis, hey, sis you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? I certainly do, definitely, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I count this an honor and a privilege whenever I have the opportunity for people to grace the stage. So I read your bio. You know, I like to say that my bio is what qualifies me and what gets me in the room, but my, my, I'm sorry, my bio is what, you know, gets me in the room, but what truly qualifies me are those struggles and those trials. So Melanie, tell me a little bit more about yourself. You can go more in depth with your bio, but I also want to hear your personal money story because I know that, you know, your field of work and the field of work that we do of inspiring people and helping healing, right? So you are actually a healer it had to come with some challenges of your own it did and you know my money story actually isn't a typical one um many people don't have financial literacy didn't have parents that educated them about it didn't have investments you know as as kids or have parents that invested for them um but i did my parents sat me down and talked to me about a budget. I got had a job when I was in um, high school and I, you know, started paying for little things on my own. And then when I got to college, you know, I did, you know, little jobs here and there. And um, I budgeted, <laughs> I managed my money well. Um, I wasn't surprised, you know, with credit cards, like many people were in that they charge something and some, people I've talked to didn't even know that you had to pay it, that <laughs> you had to pay it back or that the interest would double, triple, quadruple, you know, the amount that you loaned and all that. So I, I did have a good um, beginning, but I'll have to tell you that it's interesting being in business as a financial advisor are two different things. Mm. So, I know how to invest. I know how to educate people on how to invest. I know how to walk a person through the process of building the necessary steps to have seven streams of income, multiply you know, your assets, protect your assets. But when it comes to growing a business, managing and growing and developing a practice, that's a whole different ball of wax. Yes. So with this influx of women entrepreneurs coming into the scene, I can relate. <laughs> I have had my ups and downs and all arounds <laughs> when it comes to the business aspect of things. Now, when it comes to managing the money, hey, once it's in my hands, I know how to flow it, how to cash, how to organize my cash flow, put it in the right buckets, and I know where to you know, make it multiply. But the process to continue the, the income, the, to maintain the clientele, to all of that was a work in progress. Mm. <laughs> and I had my moments of greatness and of great, you know, inflow. And then I had my dry seasons. 
Yes. So I, you know, although I'm a financial, you know, planner, I can definitely relate um, to not having cash flow and trying to figure out how am I going to pay these bills, you know, having to pull from my savings in order to make ends meet. And in the meantime, you know, advise people on wealth building. I mean, can you imagine how challenging that could be knowing that you know um, the, the, the process of wealth accumulation, but in terms of business development, growth, sales, that was never taught. Mm. Advisors. The, the process of growing a practice, growing a business was something that wasn't taught. We were taught what is the mutual fund, what is the stock, you know, how to invest, what's dollar cost averaging, you know, all of these things to be able to educate our clients properly and soundly to be able to build wealth, product knowledge, all that good stuff. But growing a business, you didn't have it, you had to figure that out on your own. <laughs> Wow. You know, I am so glad that you're bringing up this topic. So many things are, you know, coming up and resonating for me, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, we see these beautiful Instagram and beautiful Facebook posts with people with their laptop on the beach or, you know, I work as I go and I often tell people don't be bamboozled. You know, that is not true entrepreneurship. When you are, you know, at some point, I do believe you may be able to get to that point. But when you are, like you said, trying to have a sustainable business, constantly having clients come in constantly, it takes a lot of work. It takes you, you know, most entrepreneurs work far more longer hours than, you know, the nine to fivers, you know, and you can grow to a point where you're only working, you know, four hours or, you know, taking those long vacations, but it takes time. So I am so glad that you brought this topic up. Um, before we jump into our next question, I wanted to, another thing that, that rose up for me as you were talking about, um, can I imagine, you know, as you are teaching people, teaching women how to grow their business and how to manage their money, but yet you are kind of I don't want to use the word struggling, but you're trying to figure it out right on your end. So I could imagine imposter syndrome, you know, peaking up. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, how was that for you? How did you maintain uh, working with your clients when you have kind of this dichotomy of stuff going on with you? Yeah, well, you know, I'll have to say that in the beginning stages, you know, I started out fresh out of college, you know, 22 you know, years old and went through the product training and all that. And I, you know, the, my blessing is that I was able to establish a clientele with family and friends. So my family and friends knew my credibility. I wasn't one of these wild children, you know, in high school. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm trying to explain to you financial planning advice, you know, so it wasn't a flip, you know, for people. So it was um, easy in that sense. But when I began to expand outside of my um sphere of influence or my my uh, community if you will that's where it um the the turbulence came and if you think i i know we're on a, a podcast but for those of you who hop over to my instagram page or my facebook page you'll see that i look rather youthful but i've been on this planet for 44 years i turned 44 this past november yes and um, so if I look young now, imagine how I looked 22 years ago when I started. 
Yes. And so when I branched out to quote, you know, new people, people that didn't know me, it was a constant jab of how old are you? How old are mm. you? As if I didn't have the qualifications to be able to properly advise someone. I went to school, my degree is in quantitative economics. I went through product training. So I, I knew the product and the, the services and, and how to organize, you know, a financial plan in order to help people with more money than me at the time <laughs> to get their money in order and get their money straight. And so I'd have to say that when that question of my age and the, the question the, behind it that wasn't asked was my capability, that was a hurdle that lasted a long time. I'll, I'd say a good 10 to 15 years, that was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something that I had to definitely, you know, get over. And, 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 and that was just a challenge that, that um, worked on me emotionally, um, you know, mentally. And when, when you don't have your mind right, and you don't have that drive and tenacity, and that courage and that strength, well, everything, you know, gets affected. And so as a result of that, my sales dropped, you know, then the income mm. got tight and then the savings got pulled and then it's like, and then the market crashed in 2008. Yes. <laughs> so everybody was pulling out their money. And honestly, how my business was structured at that time, it was structured for failure. Mm. Structured for failure. And so what I decided in that moment, I got clear because I had a conversation with God. Yes. Like, is this a turning point or is this, a setback to come back. Yes. Right? And so after that conversation, I got clear and I said, this is just a setback to come back. And I did just that. I wrote a book for adults to help them understand uh, their money from a spiritual and cultural perspective. And then as I was promoting that book, um, you know, people were like, well, do you have something for the kids? And so I said, well, aren't you supposed to be teaching? I'm teaching you so you can teach the kids. <laughs> and I said, well, let me put something together. And then I ended up teaching a class, which resulted in a book for children. And then, you know, I started teaching all these workshops and classes for adults and kids and, you know, just really rebranded, rebuilt myself, re, um, re, redid or re, revised my business model so that um, not only did I have multiple streams of income, from different sources, but how I was paid on products, mm. I completely changed that so that it was consistent versus commission driven, which anyone in real estate knows what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. right? So that feast and famine kind of situation, I, you know, called uh, into that and created you know, month, I created a salary for myself. Awesome. <laughs> and that just shifted everything. So it wasn't like, okay, you know, you know, who can fog a mirror and <laughs> become my client? No, I was able to, you know, more strategically look for qualified clients that were in alignment and wanted to actually do the work, you know, needed because it's a win-win situation. I can only provide you you know, with the necessary um, advice and education and the products that will work for you. But there's going to be some work on your end that has to be done in order to uh, align, you know, to follow through and actually reach the goals and to stay and be disciplined and, and, and be available for the appointments. Yes. <laughs> be active. So 
Wow, that turning point to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, Melanie, you know, there is such a grace, you know, on you. A lot of people don't have that grace to talk about money with ease. You know, I was going to say, there's almost like a double-edged sword, you know, being a woman and then being a woman of color, right? A lot of times we have um, these stigmas or these uh, stereotypes that are placed on us, but there is such a grace about you. As you're talking, I'm just like, yep, we gonna continue this conversation after this podcast because I'm gonna have sis help me get all my stuff in order, right? So I just really appreciate you sharing. And I know that you're full of wisdom. I can look at you. I can tell, you know, um, just by hearing your story, I could tell that you are full of wisdom. So I would love, love, love if you would take the opportunity to give the audience three pivot points, three teachable moments, whatever you like to call it, of how can we, you know, just beginner steps of how we can start getting our money story together. And I love how you call it healing our relationship with money. Yes, yes. You know, the thing that I harp on lovingly is to really help people understand that wealth starts from within. Mm. First and foremost, I do more financial therapy Mm. than I actually do financial planning because Mm -hmm. there's so much emotion in our, our process our wealth journey process. You know, uh, we all know we need to save. We all know that we need to invest. That's nothing mind boggling. Um, But when it comes to actually being consistent with the steps and getting into the, the, um, the discipline of it, that's when your mindset has to come into play in that discipline and to be able to do things that you don't necessarily want to do or like to do and you do those things first yeah (laughs) so the first thing I'm gonna say is the b word budget Ah! (laughs) (laughs) and another softer way to put it is your spending plan yes anything your cash flow right which is simply money in money out if we take the emotion out of it oh I spent too much here oh I went wild on cyber monday Take all of that, you know, shame and, oh, I'm 50 years old. I should be here, you know, at this point in my life and yada, yada. Take all that out and just say, okay, this is where I am right now. And this is the money that's flowing in. And this is the money that's flowing out. It's your cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. And to just do a simple assessment. Here we are in the midst of a pandemic. Some right. of us are struggling. Some of us are thriving. And in either case, you still need to monitor your budget accordingly. You don't want to go too far out with your expenditures um, just because you've got the cash flow because we want to be able to transition our, our, our revenue into assets that are going to be generating income for us without us putting any energy, any physical energy in generating that income. So if you're thriving right now, save those extra ducats. <laughs> and- <laughs> not just save it, but to invest it into assets, passive income that's going to be generating you you resources. Now, how you go about doing that, uh, let me ask you, is your uh, your audience mostly uh, professionals or would you say uh, entrepreneurs as well? It's a mix of both. Okay, Mm -hmm. really quite frankly, for either demographic, the way you want to begin to manage your cash flow, particularly for entrepreneurs, is into these three buckets. The first bucket is going to be 
a bucket for your household. The second bucket is gonna be a bucket for your business expenses. And then the third bucket is going to be for taxes. Okay, now we all, whether you're an employee or a um, entrepreneur, we all get excited when we get a tax return. But that's the worst uh, form of income, so to speak, we could get. That means that you've been giving the government your money, you've been overpaying, they're earning interest on your money over the course of the year, and then they give it back to you. We want that the other way. You, you should want to pay or at least break even. And so by having these three buckets, money for your household, money for your business, and then business expenses, and then setting aside money for taxes, put you in a position where you're in more control. And that's going to be the case for, you know, whether you're a professional or an entrepreneur. I can go deeper, but that's, that's the basic, right? Yes. <laughs> and wow. And to, uh, to uh, separate that into a third. So the money that's coming in, divide those buckets into a third. And that's how you can effectively begin to manage that. Wow, that was so good. I hope you guys are taking notes. If not, go back and listen to this podcast. Go back and share. And, and actually, as you guys are listening, when you are posting and you are sharing, put these takeaways away. People need to hear this amazing information. So she said the B word, you guys. She said it, not me. Don't come <laughs> for me. Don't at me. <laughs> right? But that is so true. We have to learn to budget. You know, my grandma and grandpa used to say, don't let the money burn a hole in your pocket. We don't have to do that. Let's budget. Let's budget, you know, so we can become, start to have a healthy relationship with money. I teach my kids that money, no matter if it's a penny or if it's $10, it's energy and it has to be respected. It has to be cared for. It has to be taken, uh, you know, really. Um, and it's not a matter of you like worshiping it. Don't get it twisted. You guys, you guys know we have uh, a lot of times in our community. I love that you said you teach it from a cultural standpoint, because a lot of times in African-American communities, especially we are taught like money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. It's the love of money. It's when you worship it. It's when you, you know, make it an idol. But God, the Bible, I ain't going to get to preaching, but the Bible has plenty of scriptures about how we are supposed to, um, how, what money, the Bible says that money answers all things. You know, the Bible talks about that God uh, wants um, more so for us to prosper, even as our soul does prosper. So these are godly principles, uh, ladies and gentlemen, especially for my um entrepreneurs that God is your CEO. For those of us that God is our CEO, we have to make sure that we are taking care of our financial status because we don't want it to go back on our CEO, right? So thank you so much for those tips. Our last question is how can having a healthy relationship with money um, affect or impact those around us, right? So I don't, I want us one of our foundational truths of Tuesday with Tamika is that we lift as we climb. So as we are getting ourselves together and as we are healing our relationship with our money, how would this affect those around us? Oh, well, it's just as you said earlier, you know, I definitely agree uh, and know that money is energy. You know, it's, it's based upon the belief that we have about it. And so if you have positive energy around money, then that's just going to expand. And remember, I started off with knowing that wealth starts from within. We were born wealthy, right? 
And at the more we begin to understand that, the more we're able to monetize that. And that monetization is an extension of the wealth that we were born with, right? And so as the energy compounds, the good positive energy, then more money comes to you. The more money that comes to grounded, spiritually grounded individuals, the better the world yeah. will be. So it's incumbent upon women, people of color, spiritually grounded individuals to turn their annual income into their monthly income and to establish private foundations, to establish systems where they're able to keep more money in their pocket and not give it to Uncle Sam. And by doing that, you're transferring wealth into a private foundation and being able to help communities, organizations, specific people, specific causes that relate to you, to your heart in a better way, which is gonna do nothing but create goodness around the world, in the community, in your own space. It's good all the way around. So I encourage people always, don't shrink when it comes to your money, your wealth, your finance. Oh, I just want, you know, extra, you know, thousand a month, or I just wanna make 10,000, no. You want to make $100,000 a month. You want to become a multi-millionaire. You want to have 10 million, 20 million, 50 million, billion dollars of wealth in your possession so that you can begin to affect sustainable change. Oh, gosh. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes and amen <laughs> to all of that. This is so good. Such a rich, rich, rich conversation. Ah, thank you so much for sharing. One of the um, segments of our show is we do community spotlights. You know, it is really my heart to share, to uplift, and to bring people along this journey with me. So I would love, love, love for you to be in your business to be our community spotlight today. So I would love for you to, this is your opportunity, sis, to tell them all the things, where they can find you, how they can get in contact with you. I pray that, you know, your inbox, your uh email uh, is just blowing up that people are like, yes, let me get in contact. I know you're going to be getting an email from me. Let's start right there. <laughs> so go ahead and share with the TWT audience how they can get in contact with you. Yeah. So for those of you who want to start 2020, or excuse me, 2021 off, you know, right and get your cash flow in order, um, position yourself so that 80% of your income is coming from, it's going to be generated from passive income and to be able to eliminate your death, debt in one half of the time, you can reach me at Zillionaire Enterprises. That's Z-E-A-L-L-I-O-N-A-I-R-E on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I check my messages so you can DM me, PM me, message me, whatever the, the term <laughs> is. You can connect with me that way. Um, you can also reach me by that old school telephone at 877-907-2282 or by email at mperry at zillionaire.com. Awesome. Awesome. I know you guys were feverishly taking notes. Don't worry. All of her information will be in the show notes. We want you guys to get this. We want 
our lives to completely transform. Look, 2020, you guys, has truly tried to take us out. This is an opportunity. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, more millionaires are birthed in times of recession than any other period of times. Go back and fact check me, you guys. I'm telling you, during the Great Depression, during the- um, uh, 2008. 2008, right? When the, in the, um, it, the real estate market crashed. So many millionaires were birthed during those times. This is a time I am telling you, God wants us to be rich in recession. Those of us that are spiritually grounded, like she said, because when your heart is pure, you're going to do the right thing with it. So get this information. Don't sleep on it. You, I, I know that there's those of you that have been like, I need a sign. I don't know what to go, where to go, how to do this. Here's your sign. Here's your confirmation. Get in contact with Melanie. She is going to get us right. Thank you so, so much, Melanie. Before we close out the show, one thing I love to ask my guests, my tagline, my mission is to live a life to inspire and not impress. So I would love for you to leave our audience with what does that mean to you? Well, what that means is letting your little light shine. We all have some goodness from within and to extend that wealth in a way that lets your little light shine to bring added value to others is how I interpret that quote. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Thank Tuesday. You, you welcome, you welcome audience. Remember that you, uh, we want you guys to go on over to Apple Podcasts. I see you guys that have wrote those reviews. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for writing those reviews. Go on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are fine. Like, rate, and share the podcast. Remember, you can follow us at on Instagram at Tuesday with Tamika. You can follow my personal page at Tamika underscore Thomas. You can email us at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. And for those of you that are looking to not only get your money right, but to get your soul and your, your spirit and your mind right, you guys know I have that upcoming program. Stay in contact with me. Keep following the podcast. Continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. Continue to turn those trials into treasures. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye.